Hello, everybody. Welcome back to today's episode of the Chicago Sports Insider Podcast. Let's start today's episode off talking about the White Sox, who yesterday were defeated by the Royals 6 to nothing. Bob in the first inning, Salvador Perez would hit his 41st home run of the season, a three-run shot into the fountain at Kauffman Stadium, making it a 3 to nothing lead for the Royals. Then Bob in the third inning, a fielding error. By first baseman, Gavin Sheets on a low throw from Yohan Mankata uh, would mean Salvador Perez would reach, and then Nicky Lopez would score, making it a 4 to nothing Royals lead. Bottom of the sixth inning, Hunter Dozier would hit a sacrifice fly to right field. Alberto Mondesi would score. It was 5 nothing, And then Whit Merrifield would single to left field, scoring Edward Alvarez, making it a 6 to nothing Royals lead, and they would win the game. Uh, Dylan Cease picks up his seventh loss of the season. He goes five innings, allows four hits, three earned runs, three walks, nine strikeouts on the game. He did not have a bad game at all, unfortunately. Defense wasn't really behind him. Uh, Matt Foster, he he allows two runs. Uh, Brian Burr, Jose Ruiz, and, and Garrett Crochet all come in and don't allow a single run. Unfortunately, tough game from the offense. They sort of went quiet, only six hits on the game. Sox will have Monday off, and then they will take on the Oakland Athletics on Tuesday at the uh, in Oakland. That game is at 8.40 Central Time. The starting pitcher for the White Sox is to be determined. That's going to be a four-game series against, uh, no, just a three-game series against Oakland, my apologies, and then a three-game series against Boston at Guaranteed Ray Field. Cubs yesterday defeated the Pirates 11-8. A good game from the Cubs overall. Top of the first inning, Yoshi Tutsugo would hit his seventh homer homer of the season, making it a one to nothing Pittsburgh lead. Bottom of the second inning, Matt Duffy would would homer his second of the season, tying the game at one. Then Jason Hayward would homer his seventh of the year, making it a two to one game. Top of third inning, Brian Reynolds would hit a grand slam his 22nd of the season, making it a 5-2 Pittsburgh lead. Bottom of third inning, Ian Happ would single, scoring Rafael Ortega, making it 5-3. And then Matt Duffy would hit his second homer of the game, another grand slam, making it a 7-5 Chicago lead. Top of the fifth inning, Jacob Stallings would score Brian Reynolds on a sacrifice fly to left field, making it a 7-6 game. And then a wild pitch by Manuel Rodriguez would score Ben Ben Gamel, making it a 7-7 tie in the top of the fifth. Top of the sixth inning, Jacob Stallings would single on a ground ball to Andrew Romide, scoring Brian Reynolds, making it an 8-7 Pittsburgh lead. Bottom of the seventh inning, Frank Schwindel would hit a grand slam, his 11th homer of the season, making it an 11-8 game, and that would be how the game would finish. Cubs hold on to win it. Zach Davies, the starter for the Cubs, goes four innings, lost eight hits, six earned runs, three walks, and three strikeouts on the game. Uh, Albert Alzale picks up the win. He goes an inning. He allows one hit and has two strikeouts. Rowan Wick picks up the save. He goes two innings, allows two walks, and has two strikeouts on the game. Cubs sweep the Pirates. Uh, so this is their second straight series sweep after sweeping the Twins and now sweeping the Pirates. They will take on the Cincinnati Reds to, uh, today at 1.20 Central Time. On the mound for the Cubs is going to be Justin Steele, who's 3-2 with a 3.48 ERA. Sonny Gray on the mound for the Reds. He's 7-6 with a 3.89 ERA. The lineup for the Cubs today will be Rafael Ortega batting first, playing center field. Batting second, Frank Schwindel bat- playing first base. Batting third, Ian Hatt playing left. Batting fourth, Wilson Contreras playing catcher. Batting fifth, Patrick Wisdom playing third. Batting sixth, Jason Hayward playing right field. Batting seventh, Matt Duffy playing second. Batting eighth, Sergio Alcantara playing shortstop. And then batting ninth, Justin Steele on the mound. That's going to be 
a three-game series against Cincinnati before they take on the San Francisco Giants at Wrigley Field. Chris Bryant uh, going to be returning home for that one. So that should be an exciting matchup. Today, the Blackhawks' top prospects pyramid launched. Uh, so it's going to be basically running over a lot of the best prospects in their system currently. Uh, I did some more research on these guys so we can you know, learn a little bit more about them. So I'll start off in the tier one of pyramid, which is a special talent, a franchise player. Uh, and the only guy in that in that pyramid or in that tier so far is center Kirby Doc, who has already made his MLB or NHL debut, the third overall pick in the 2019 draft. Uh, he's an excellent puck, excellent puck handler. Uh, he has a great hockey sense and playmaking ability. Um, and he has a good frame as well. He's good. He has a, a very nice frame uh, for his size, for his ability. Uh, he can win these board battles. So I think he's a very special player. Obviously, the, the Hawks saw that as well, taking him third overall. Um, but big, big, big player here. I, I definitely like his future with the Hawks. Obviously, we didn't get to see a whole lot of him this season after that wrist injury. But hopefully, uh, his third season in the NHL will definitely, or his first full season in the NHL, I should say, uh, will be a great one for him. Now let's turn to the second tier player, which is a quality prospect, uh, definitely a good NHL player or NHL caliber player. And the first player on the list is defenseman Alex Vlasic. He was the second round pick of the team in 2019. Uh, he's a great skating ability, uh, great defensive ability as well. Uh, good size and physicality. That's his main, his main uh, ability is his size, his physicality. He's able to play uh, play a very physical style of game. Uh, he's currently at Boston University, and in three uh, in three games or in sixteen games a season, he had three goals and five assists, and was a plus three on the season. So, uh, I think he's definitely the best, the second best prospect in the Hawks system currently. I saw a little bit of him in the Frozen Four when I watched that. So, uh, I think he's a very special prospect. I think he can definitely be a guy who can hold this defensive core down for a while now. Uh, the second prospect in this tier is goaltender Drew Camizo, a second-round pick of the team in 2020. Uh, great size, good, strong hockey IQ for a goaltender. Uh, he has good puck tracking ability. He's able to see it through, uh, you know, through scrums in front of the net. Uh, and then he is good, good movement going side to side. He's very quick. He very rarely is going to get caught out of position uh, when moving side to side. Uh, he's also currently at Boston University at a 299 goals against average and a 915 save percentage. Nice stats from him. A guy who I also saw a little bit of in the Frozen Four. He was he was a player I was pretty impressed with as well. Um, he did spend some time in the USHL with the US developmental team. I saw a little bit of him there as well. Uh, so I think he's a very nice prospect. I think he could be, he could be a guy who could uh, come in and be a goaltender for this team in a couple years. Uh, even maybe be a starter, compete for that starting role right away. The third player on that list is going to be center Lucas Raquel. Was the first overall, uh, the first round pick of the Blackhawks in 2020. He is a little undersized, um, but he did dominate in a professional league in Germany as only as only a 17 year old. Uh, he, but like I say, he is undersized, standing at only six feet tall. Uh, definitely could get a lot bigger or can grow a little bit more in uh, in Chicago. We have some good strength and conditioning coaches in uh, in with with the Blackhawks organizations. So right, he can definitely get bigger. Um, Patrick Kane had that same issue when when he came in. He was undersized as hell coming from the London Knights in the OHL. So uh, he is doing really well. So obviously there shouldn't be too much worry there. 
Uh, he has a good two-way game. He's a great back checker, great four checker. Um, he has amazing puck handling and shooting ability. Uh, he has a good skating and IQ as well. So he's definitely an interesting player. Uh, he's a player I watched a little bit of in Germany. I saw a lot of his highlights. He's a good power play captain as well. He was mainly uh, dominating there in Germany. So uh, he's definitely going to be a nice prospect for the future. Hopefully, he's somebody who will uh, maybe spend some time in the OHL or in OHL, the AHL with uh, with Rockford before he really takes that leap into the NHL. Since the Hawks do have a lot of forward depth currently. Now let's go into the next tier, which is the third tier, which is a good prospect, solid player. Uh, we already have some current NHL players in this tier, which is Alex Nylander, a guy who the Hawks got from Buffalo. He was a first round pick uh, in Buffalo. It's actually a top 10 pick in Buffalo. Never really panned out there. Traded to the Hawks in the last season. He had the uh, the, the uh, torn torn meniscus. Obviously never played a single game last year. This is most likely his final season with the Hawks. He did sign that one-year contract extension. Um, but I wouldn't be shocked to see him possibly be moved if he's not able to perform this season. Next player is Philip Kershev, a guy who sort of broke out uh, out of nowhere. Him and Pew Suter were two guys who were just sort of out of nowhere, just broke out, were really big stars for the Hawks this season. Uh, he had a very nice year. Uh, he was great offensively. Defensively, wasn't great, but uh, offensively, he looked like he's a guy who could definitely man a second, third line uh, as the center. Next guy, Brandon Hagel, another guy who really broke out of nowhere, uh, played very similar to Andrew Shaw, put up solid offensive numbers, but his, you know, his, value really came in him playing off the puck where he was able to forecheck well back check well he was able to you know you know lay down some big hits he's definitely a player who i really like a lot of the fan base likes he's a guy who uh know very similar to andrew shaw you know a, a player who everyone in this fan base loved um and you know if he's able to if he's able to you know be the next andrew shaw he'll be a very solid player uh for the hawks organization for years to come for years to come next player is ian mitchell Mitchell was somebody who I expected a lot more out of. Uh, he started the season with the Hawks and wasn't great. He sort of he sort of had his struggles. Uh, he then spent a lot of time in the AHL. Sort of came up in the end of the season, but was scratched a lot of times. Didn't really play particularly well. Uh, Mitchell is still young, but uh, it's really hard for me to say that he's going to be a solid piece of this defensive core for uh, for any any more for any any more time this season i would really doubt he's going to be playing much at all with the amount of depth that the hawks have at the defensive position next player is Wyatt kalanuk kalanuk a player who came out of nowhere joined the team middle of the year and was dominant uh he played a very strong defensive game was solid on the offensive side of the ice i think he's somebody who could be a solid third pairing defenseman now that you got seth jones jake mccabe uh, Caleb Jones, guys like that. That's obviously going to take, obviously going to take away from his minutes, but still, I think he can be a solid contributor to this team. Uh, then you got Nicholas Bodine was a first round pick of the Hawks. Um, he's, I think somebody who will, will be a very solid defenseman. Do I think he still needs some time to really come into his own a little bit? Yeah, obviously. I think he might be someone who even starts the year off in the AHL. He is not a guy who played a whole lot last season. He did have some moments where he was scratched from the lineup, but uh, no, with the amount of depth they have at the defensive position, I wouldn't be shocked to see him start in the AHL just to give him some time, not to make him you know, sit up there in the rafters and watch the team every night. Give him some time. Let him keep developing as a player. Uh, the next player is Riley Stillman, a guy who uh, you know, played a little bit this season, didn't really you know, make a whole lot of impact. Um, unfortunately, I, I don't really see him being a long-term piece to the defense. I think he'll be someone who starts in the AHL as well. 
Alec Regula was a guy who played the final couple games of the season last year. Uh, big body defenseman. Uh, he was easily one of the biggest guys in the ice. Didn't know, didn't play particularly well. Didn't really make a whole lot of noise, but I think he could be a solid player. Um, not definitely be a guy who starts off in the AHL. Definitely somebody who will not make uh, the, the current roster for the Hawks, but I think he'll be somebody who is an intriguing player to watch for the future. I think he could definitely, uh, definitely shine with the Hawks eventually. The next player is winger Michael Tepley, who is a fourth-round pick of the team in 2019. Uh, he's a great passer. He's a great stick handler as well. He's got good size. He can knock players off the puck. Um, he can knock players off the puck very well in uh, in a you know boards battle or a puck battle in front of the net. Uh, he's got good good net front presence as well. Uh, he's currently in the AHL with Rockford. He finally made his debut with the with the uh, with the Blackhawks this season. So uh, hopefully Tepley is somebody who we could see in the AHL soon, maybe this season in a you know, reduced role. Uh, the next player is going to be Hendrick Borgstrom. Hendrick Borgstrom was a first round pick of the Panthers in 2016. Um, He's got a good shot. He's a very good stick handler as well. Um, he is a player who spent some time in Florida. Has also spent some time at the University of Colorado or um, uh, University of Denver, I should say, uh, before he ended up heading back to Finland and played there this season. Uh, he's got a strong wrist shot as well. Uh, Borgstrom is somebody who I think will need some extra time in the AHL, but you no, know, his time's sort of running out. Uh, you'd expect a guy like him who was drafted in 2016, a first-round pick, to be at least playing in the NHL or in the AHL at least at this time. Uh, the next player is going to be Wyatt Kayser. Wyatt Kayser was a 2020 third round pick of the Hawks. Uh, he's got great speed and great edge work. Uh, I know he makes you no know, incoming four checkers look silly with his uh, his amazing uh, escape tactics or amazing escape moves in the corners. Uh, he's great in board battles as well. He's able to make the puck or he's able to get the puck out really easily. Uh, so he's a player who looks really good so far at Minnesota Duluth in 28 games. He had 10 goals or he had 10 assists, but he was a plus 26. I mean, he made some great offensive plays. I saw a little bit of him uh, in the frozen four as well. I'm really impressed with this kid. I think he could be somebody uh, who could man this decor for a while or could be a solid piece of this decor. But like I said, you have a lot of defensive depth now that you need to do something with. You know, you got Regula, you got Bodine, uh, you got Kayser. Uh, so you got a lot of defensive depth here i don't really know where he's going to fit in long term but i definitely think he or i definitely would like to see him get a chance in the nhl eventually the next player is defenseman isaac phillips phillips was a 2020 fifth round pick uh he just signed his contract this season with the uh with the blackhawks so he played in the AHL a little bit he's a very good defender he has very good size very good physical attributes standing at six foot three um uh, he definitely needs to work on his offensive game, though, still, even though he's put up solid offensive numbers, he could still improve in that area, become a better, a better all-around defenseman uh, in the AHL in 27 games. He had two goals and seven assists, so not bad numbers, but uh, still could definitely improve, improve his offensive game a little bit. The next player is Josiah Slavin, the brother of Jacob Slavin, the defenseman for the Carolina Hurricanes. 2018 was a seventh round pick of the Blackhawks. Uh, he has very good work ethic. He works incredibly hard. He's a great forechecker, great back checker. Um, it's very rare you're going to see a seventh round pick really blossom into a solid player, but that's what Slavin has done. He's been uh, very good with uh, with the Lincoln Stars in the USHL. 23 goals was actually the team lead uh, a couple years ago. And then uh, he's also got a great wrist shot, a solid speed, uh, good net for a pleasant presence as well. He has good size. 
And then the next player is Landon Slaggart, who is a 2020 third round pick. Uh, he's a heavy hitter. He has very good size. Uh, he just he just goes out there and really hits. He has great work ethic as well. He can win a lot of board battles, a lot of puck battles. He's just a physically dominant player at Notre Dame this season. He put up uh, eight goals and 14 assists in 25 games. So I think he's somebody who could be uh, very important to the Hawks' future. Uh, he's just a physical player. Plays very similar similar to Andrew Shaw. Uh, so he's a player who I definitely liked watching a little bit of uh, when I watched NCAA hockey at Notre Dame. That's going to do it for today's episode of the podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'll see you guys tomorrow.